Please stop. Episode three. Welcome to the show, Liz. David, it's a pleasure to be with you, as always, here in the greatest city on the world. Pleasure is all on this side of the table. You just flew in from Miami, right? And, and boy, boy, are my boy, arms are. tired. <laughs> I did. I was on uh, Miami Beach, actually. So like the, the most sort of uh, bonkers part of Miami, just all resort hotels and like very well-maintained, privately owned strips of beach um, and people riding jet skis. It was it was kind of pure concentrated Miami. I think that was the impression I got. Have have you been? I've never been to Miami. I've I've been going to Florida in recent years, and I like Florida, uh, but Miami seems like a different thing. Well, yeah, as I recall, you had the idea for this podcast in Florida. A very that's right. inspiring place. That's right. Yeah, that's I was struck by the thunderbolt of inspiration. Um, so you were down there while you using the corporate. Uh, the corporate uh, please stop credit card spending all our money <laughs> yeah yeah i was taking i was taking the please stop jet down there just checking it out you know we got to get content for the pod somehow so uh uh and i also put a few things on the card so don't look too closely at the statement but uh you know i you know it was miami so i, I was working during the day but i uh, stayed out until like 4 a.m most nights smoking way too many cigarettes which i don't do i'm not a smoker generally um what kind what kind of cigs it was a it was a mix uh, you know any port in a storm at one point there were several marlboros i believe which were purchased at the bikini bar um nice. which is uh, not a strip club because they were wearing bikinis but by all and you know by all other metrics was just a strip club so david while i was um you know while i was sunning myself on the beaches of miami spending all of our cash on strippers and uh gin sodas what uh what did you get up to down here well, yeah, while you were <clears throat> while you were sunning on the beach and taking tropic thunder shots off of <laughs> hot guys belly buttons, I was uh walking the hard plains of Kansas, talking to simple folk, the people who who keep this country running. Um uh I had a story about Guy and Mays. So, so have you not been to Guy and Mays? I, I, I haven't. It. I really wanted to go after reading this story. So um, Guy and Mays, this little barbecue shop. Tell, tell us about it, where so it is. Guy and, Guy and Mays is <clears throat> this rib joint in this desolate town called Williamsburg, Kansas. It's about an hour south on 35 from Kansas City. And there's like 300 people that live there. And and so I went earlier this year and I thought it was good. I mean, you obviously want a place like that to be good, you know, because you yeah. want to feel like Anthony Bourdain or something like that. But it actually, I thought it was good. And so I pitched it as a story and and they went for it. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, Williamsburg is basically you, you, you pull off the, well, first you pull off the highway. There is a terrifying house right off the highway of like, that is covered in tarps and like Infowars signs oh, and no. and like uh, Bush did 9/11 stuff. That's and so you you yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, and that but you go another mile and then you pull into this town and it's like nothing is there except for this one business with a sign out front that says G and M Tavern, and it's like this yeah this 50 year old beer joint, and you go in there and it's just a time capsule, um, and so. And so they serve ribs and barbecue sandwiches. Basically, the ribs are the are the thing, and 
yeah, I mean, it's just sort of a kind of one of these places, I guess, where, yeah, just like it's totally lived in. It's it, nothing has really changed. You kind of walk in and you want, you know, you just want to order some beers. You know what I mean? Like at, at, at noon or whenever. It's just like sure. a place where it's like, I guess I'm having some beers because this is like too, too good. Um <laughs> gotta soak it in is there are there any other restaurants in this town is this like kind of the the go-to there's literally no other businesses in this town it's like kind of crazy like it's 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 completely it used to be on this it used to be on uh i can't remember which highway it was but it was a major highway that sort of became not a thing after 35 was built Uh, and so it doesn't benefit from any of this traffic that it used to anymore and basically the town died after that happened and so it's owned by this old family uh they've owned it for four generations and i don't know there's just not very many places like that in i mean really in the country anymore and you definitely know, not you know in, who lo- loves something like that the james beard foundation that got this whole yeah. award series called the america's classics and they just re- award these types of places like oh i really- didn't know that yeah yeah so maybe they're not like you know the places that are going to win like best restaurant in america they wouldn't really be considered for it but it's like kind of the places that have been fixtures in their communities oftentimes smaller communities for a long time and like kind of keep uh these economies alive um and are just well respected so yeah america's classics maybe you got to put it up for one of those yeah i mean i did i was asking some barbecue people or or i guess i asked asking the owners they were sort of saying like yeah the barbecue judges aren't like super into us because it's the meat is the ribs are sort of like falling off the bone which sounds great to me uh That's, that's like one of those i'm too much of a perfectionist kind of like things when you're like what's your greatest weakness in a job interview like <laughs> our ribs are too tender well <laughs> i mean I just I, don't so, like us but apparently apparently like you're supposed to be able to see your teeth in when you bite the like in the meat when you bite the ribs they're not supposed to just like fall off according to like oh, yeah. you know whatever barbecue judges who i i don't give a shit about what they think but yeah so i, like I don't think something yeah <laughs> So it's not like, you know, it's not going to win any awards, but I think it's good. It's like a, I, I, I legitimately think the ribs are good. Um, well, chew, chewing overrated in my esteem. Agree. Agree. Um, Who has so, the energy? So, uh, yeah. And there are also like some, you know, lots of old posters on the walls that they've saved all these old beer, beer posters from like the eighties and nineties. So there's lots of like sexy hunks and babes that are like, you know, on the wall, like from a night. Drinking hams beneath the waterfall. (laughs) So you had a detail in your story that I I thought was really cool. Well, this was like the lead basically about how they used to have dollar bills stapled all over this place. Right. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, I think that's, I feel like that's common when you go to places like places in like beach towns in Florida or something, or, or I don't know. I feel like if it's not someone's bra kind of hung up on the, right. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had like, uh, uh, when they when COVID hit, so they had all these all these dollar bills plastered all over the restaurant that people would tape up and stuff. And then when COVID happened, they were broke and scared, and so they tore all the dollar bills off of the walls and took them to the bank. And it was forty five hundred dollars uh, that sort of got them through. So that was a nice little uh, sweet little piece of the story. I thought pretty um, cute, pretty special place. It's cute. I recommend going, even if you don't like barbecue. I think it's just worth stopping in to to check out. Just because, yeah, like I said, there are just not very many places like that in, in, in definitely not in Kansas and Missouri. 
Uh, I want to go and have a couple beers, but I don't I don't want to drive home from Williamsburg. Well, two beers. You can drive home from two Williamsburg on two beers. <laughs> we'll, we'll, take, we'll take the please stop corporate jet. <laughs> so we, we don't give a be, shit about the environment. Here. Yeah, it's like three two beer lists. It's fine, you know. Um so yeah, that was my stomping on Liz's Liz's coverage territory for the week. Edging in on my beat. That's right. Let's talk about tiny little hot dogs. Liz, Liz's latest um, disgusting um, food experiment. I actually don't think. I actually don't think this is disgusting. I. I. I this is one of your rare food things. What? What? We, food stunts. What? What? What are we calling? I don't want to. I would not call them a stunt or a. These are all sincere. I. I like experimenting with things. And so I experiment. Think, I think far fewer of them are gross. I would contend than than you might think. Wasn't there one where you where you made a ranch popsicle? Do, well, am yes, I remembering okay. that like right? Yeah, okay. I, that was one time. <laughs> So this one was so this was one where I was I, I I would go to this party. You make a bunch of little smoky hot dogs and you yeah. dress them differently. Tell me tell me about it. Well, so I was thinking about this because like you know they they have like the Nathan's hot dog eating contest every year. Have you ever watched this like on Coney Island? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. all of these dudes you know just ramming dogs straight down the the gullet, uh, dipping their buns in glasses of water so they can you know, shape them into little boluses that, that go down as quickly as possible. You wrote this, you wrote this in your letter. What is a, like, what is a bolus? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's mean, a it's funny, just... I laughed. It's a funny word. I just don't know what it is. It's basically exactly that. Like just a, a compacted mass of something. <laughs> Great word. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. But I, I, I've always found this sort of this whole enterprise sort of repulsive because, you know, you know me, David, I'm a, I'm a hedonist. I like to taste food. I like to not eat cereal every day. I like a little variety. I like a little flavor. Um, and I just find like the idea of trying to consume something without experiencing it as quickly as possible sort of depressing. Um, I love a hot dog. I think hot dogs are great. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to grapple with the people that think hot dogs are gross because they're made of various parts because, you know, so say we all. But I can't have all of the hot dogs because they're quite filling. So the solution, obviously, is the tiny hot dog, the little smoky. Um, did, did you grow up eating little smokies? I don't know if I grew up eating them, but I, I have eaten. I've gone to many a party where there were little smokies. Yeah, like usually they're in a crock pot, like someone made a, you know, a sauce with like a packet of gravy mix and grape jelly. That's like one of the classic ones, which sounds disgusting, but it's just a, a standard, I think. Um, but they're just essentially tiny smoked hot dogs. The problem is like there's no buns, like you can't buy tiny buns for a cocktail smoky. They just don't make them. So yet. Exactly. So I partnered with um, an actual food writer. <laughs> <laughs> who was like a, a baker who agreed to make me a recipe for tiny hot dog buns. So we, we've got it up. Haterade, substack. Haterade. Do we want to shout, shout him out, shout him out. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Janjigian. He's got, I'm probably pronouncing that right. His, his, uh, sub, his stack is called word loaf, but he like wrote for serious eats and America's test kitchen and all that stuff for years. So it's an actually a good recipe. Like I would just eat these buns on their own. Uh, but it's kind of adorable to like have a tiny hot dog in a tiny hot dog bun. Then you can put all these different condiments on it. Like, I think this is a great party idea. More people should get behind this tiny little hot dog buns. 
but I dressed them up. So like I, I tried to um, have a different style of hot dog. Like there were I think like 16 different um, dressed dogs in the picture. Did you invite, was it a party? I mean, it was a party to the extent that um, I ate 12 hot dogs. <laughs> well, I think it's a great, I, the rare, the rare uh, haterade that I, that did not, uh, well, the rare haterade uh, food experiment that I thought was sounded delicious and made sense to me. So I'm thanks, sure the next for the resounding endorsement <laughs> for the backhanded compliment. Um, uh, do we want to? Well, I mean, do, do we want to get into inflation, nation? I mean, I I know I I feel like most of our listeners are kind of they're kind of waiting around for this part of the of the show. I feel like this is really the main draw, right? I mean, essentially, this is this is the, the main core, and just I mean, it's just. It, it seems to be exploding in popularity uh, according to the dms i'm getting so um but so so let's do it um and i know we talked about sunfresh lat this one was sent in by a listener well first we got we got to set this up this is a recurring segment you know okay. if, you, if you're just tuning in inflation yeah that's you're right okay yeah, so is- if you're just tuning in you know inflation nation is is a segment where i asked liz to guess what something costs in this in this era of rising prices yeah no we're i mean we're just bringing you this news we're, we're watchdog journalists uh we're, we're not commenting on it we're just saying well maybe we're commenting on uh, <laughs> yeah actually yeah we're definitely commenting on it i'm definitely commenting on it. you know last last week I, or maybe the week before i think we had discussed sunfresh and um i did not guys you know streak is still alive i still have not gone back to sunfresh it's gross and I will never go there again. But we had a listener write in um with a with a sunfresh price point. So I want to run this my, by my you. Man, I'm ready. I'm there, I'm there all the time. I go yeah. so David doesn't have to. You love it. You love it there. You love the oh, I love the, their the, disgusting produce. <laughs> you love the lighting and the people and everything, all the other good things about it. I do love like the smiley man who sits in the cart by the entrance and waves at you. I wouldn't know. I haven't been there for nine months. <laughs> He's been there for years. You got to know. I think I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. Simple, simple one today, Liz. Head of cauliflower. Just a head of cauliflower at at Sunfresh in the produce section. You know, about weighs a couple pounds, maybe pound pound or two. You know what head of, head of cauliflower is? Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm familiar with the with with the the, with the plant. Yes, with the plant. I'm familiar. Uh, I, I feel like I've got some some insider knowledge here, David, because um, I, I, I did read about how specifically cauliflower inflation was rampant right now. So I, did. I, I did. Yeah. So I will I will contend that this is not a sun for a particular sun fresh problem. Um, I, I would put it to this. It's person. an inf- it's an inflation problem. <laughs> it's, it's an inflation. And our nation's cauliflower growers just haven't kept up with demand. So this is just really an imbalance. The people are the people have spoken, uh, and they want their homemade cauliflower rice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess, knowing knowing like the extreme end of where cauliflower inflation has gone, I'm gonna say at the Sunfresh, this head of cauliflower was six bucks, seven ninety nine. Oh. All right. Seven nine. That's eight bucks, Liz. Is it worth it? 
No, is it, it's not. Is anyone out here paying $8 for a head of cauliflower? I actually think, you know, we've done three of these so far. I think that is the most shocking one so far. It's crazy. I can't believe that people are paying that. Like, I have to believe that this is actually being remaindered once it sort of like withers on the vine. No, this is the Sunfresh. It's it's going to stay on that floor until it grows another cauliflower plant. <laughs> Two years to Sunfresh. Nothing new there for their pricing of this. Honestly, not that even very good uh, vegetable. I love a roast cauliflower. Yeah. Yeah. So did you now did you want to introduce a section yeah so you've got inflation nation i thought i could i thought i could offer something here as well david um would you like to hear a dad joke i mean we'll see i i've this is i've got, I've got one for you all right get get ready hold on to your hats here we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do some bits um so david did you know that you can use any boat as a hat did you know this did you know that you can use any boat as a hat? No, I did not know that, Liz. It just has to be capsized. <laughs> did you hear that in Miami? I did not. I've been I've been holding on to that one for a while. I've I've got a lot more where that came from. I'm not. You have like a a bath the the dad's bathroom book of big <laughs> jokes or something. That's just an innate Rolodex. You know, that's that's my material. Once I quit writing, I'm gonna be. Uh, the world's first pun-based stand-up. Mm -hmm. I think. I think. I think we're ready. All right. Well, that was that was <laughs> <laughs> that was Liz's dad joke of the week. I, I honestly, you know, uh, I will probably remember the capsized joke. Um, David, do you want to do you want to talk about our uh, our feature presentation? We've yeah. uh, we visited a new spot lately. We're we always did. out there. We're scouting. We're out and about. And we're looking for tips, you know, so let us know. But yeah, I'm trying to remember why. Was it me who had this idea or was it you? Yeah, well, so it was you who recommended this specific spot, uh, which which we're going to talk about Terry's Bigger Jigger today mm -hmm. out there in the historic Northeast neighborhood. And you suggested this spot. I think uh, you'd gotten a tip. Um, and the reason you were intrigued about the spot, as I recall, was that uh, this place you you are required to purchase alcohol when you visit this place like that that was the pitch right yes yes that was intriguing to me uh it was also intriguing to me that it's basically the only bar in the northeast more or less um it's at the corner of saint john and belmont which is pretty close to it's pretty far east it's almost all the way to 435 kind of close to super flea if anybody knows what where super flea is uh, which is maybe a Maybe a topic for a different pod, to be honest. And just driving there, I was kind of struck by like how many Honduran restaurants were there. Like I, I hadn't spent a lot of time in this neighborhood and um, I, I would go back just because it seems like there's a lot of interesting um, like Honduran food there that I haven't seen in other parts of the city. So, yes, also. I did a little bit of, of, of research on this place. So just to give it a, a little bit of background, um, it. So it's called Terry's Bigger Jigger. It was previously Tom's Bigger Jigger. I think it became Terry's maybe like 10 years ago. Um, and before that, before it was Tom's Bigger Jigger, it was just the Bigger Jigger. And there were like five or six of them in Kansas City. This is like back in the 60s and 70s, maybe 80s. 
and I was curious because there's also on 39th Street there is Jimmy's Jigger, which is in the connected to jazz somehow. Yes, they but, are, they but, are the same and and owned by Vic Elrid, as I recall. Right, but uh, although I think Jimmy's Jigger is at least temporarily closed there's like a it doesn't seem to be open you they found out open. that someone else in town had a bigger jigger and they closed <laughs> immediately out of shame <laughs> well anyway so th so there used to be basically there used to be all of these bigger jiggers around and they were just called bigger jigger one bigger jigger two bigger jigger three and uh, there never wasn't a biggest jigger am i right what's that never a biggest jigger well I, yeah no yeah bigger or jigger and uh, <laughs> no, but but uh, so I tried to look up this place in the Star Archives, and there really wasn't much about it because it was mostly stories about um, murders and other horrible crimes that have happened. It happened adjacent <laughs> in or, or near inside. in or near this bar that we went to. But uh, I, one thing I did learn is that the that the former bigger jigger on Troost was one of the first places in the Kansas City area to offer all-you-can-eat shrimp for a fixed price. So what? It, yes, the 71st and Truce did no longer exist, but that did pique my interest. And where and where can one eat all-you-can-eat shrimp for a fixed price in Kansas City today? Well, I, it did make me think about Twin. Uh, I know that they have some kind of boiled shrimp. Twin City Tavern has some kind of boiled shrimp special on Saturdays. I do not know if it's all-you-can-eat, though. You can get shrimp several ways at Twin, as I recall. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since I've been there, but I think they do. Like you can get it fried, also. Um, you, you can get the, you can have the shrimp your way, I believe. But what if your way is unlimited shrimp? Will they give it to you that way? <laughs> I mean, I, I think you'd have to pay for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> like, I think you you don't let your shrimp tastes be limited by your imagination. But <laughs> I think I think you might have to pay the bill. So that's kind of the, oh, actually it was, before it was Tom's Bigger Jigger, it was owned by the Accurso family who used to own a ton of, of of bars and restaurants in town. And I believe some branch of that family was the owner of Accurso's, if you remember Accurso's restaurant on Main Street. I do. And uh, and the giant law firm on the plaza. Oh yeah, that that too, probably. Um, and So anyway, so that's kind of the background of Terry's Bigger Jigger. And we should say, I guess, like we, we mentioned the alcohol thing, like I we, we looked at the Google reviews before we visited this place and there were several people that seemed to confirm that this was enforced. Like there were a lot of unhappy people that wanted to go in there, watch uh, the big game, order a Sprite and said they were kicked to the curb. Correct. I'm, I'm, I'll just I, I got I, I pulled it up here. I'm just going to read you a couple of these Google reviews. One is from six months ago. It's honestly the worst bar I've ever been to. <laughs> Started off just unpleasant. The woman behind the bar was short with us, even though we were polite. Then the owner became incredibly rude and confrontational, all because our friend wanted to drink a soda and not a beer while we played pool. And then there's a response from the owner, you know, because like the owner can respond on these Google reviews. And the owner says, you have to be 21 and have ID. You have to drink something. No loitering, no street people. Sorry for your bad experience, but it's really tough sometimes. <laughs> and so, so that, that that did seem to confirm the rumor that you, you have to order a drink in there, or else you you can't hang out. 
Um, I like the idea that like just ordering a soda is loitering though, because like the margins on soda are like extreme, right? Like you'll pay $3 uh, for a, a soda at a restaurant that costs that place like two cents, right? right. Uh, the other, other Google review that I, that I would like to read is uh, unrelated to the drinking requirements, but it just says something in the bar area smelled horrible. The smell came and went as the bartender was in motion and stirred the air. <laughs> Which is kind of uh, poetic, really. Um, <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so so we went. We went on a Friday happy hour ish, maybe seven, something like that. Six. Seven. It was fairly early, um, and, and we like we, we weren't going to make the mistake that we made when we went to Aaron's Pub. Where, you know, when we went to Aaron's Pub, there was, as you noted, kind of a record scratch when we walked in. We didn't match the feel of the clientele. So I personally tried to to do a little better. And then as we were walking up, uh, you looked over at me and said I was dressed like a narc. <laughs> oh God, I said that. So uh, I, I think... What were you wearing? You were wearing like a plaid shirt? And... Yeah, I was wearing like a plaid camping shirt and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> like skinny jeans. <laughs> uh, well, but, but you were right because we yeah. were immediately we were immediately clocked for interlopers. We were clocked. I mean, it was. I've never felt such immediate hostility walking into a place as I did walking into Terry's Baker Jigger. I, you know, I wasn't totally surprised. I knew it was going to be rough sledding, but you know, I do feel like we maybe kind of won them over um to a degree well there was a, a progression that i personally noticed yeah i mean what do you remember about it i you know, what, what were your thoughts we we came in well actually okay. <laughs> you, you or they got your order wrong that also didn't help things well well we first of all we came in and were immediately cost accosted outside by a very drunk man and right. who kept say, saying something to us that seemed very urgent but neither of us could make out the words so we just proceeded into the bar um he eventually followed us in and ordered a drink and was greeted as a regular um never did find out what that man wanted but we sat common, down common vagrants he was a common vagrant a common vagrant um we sat down we ordered a couple drinks uh, I believe you ordered some kind of beer. Um, I ordered a gin and soda. And the waitress looked at me and she said, just a soda? I was like, yeah. Like like she said, it as a, like, you just want a glass of dog shit? Like, okay. And she opened your beer. And then she proceeded to just pour me a glass of club soda and hand it to me. Uh, no gin in it. Um, I, I did have the gumption to, to raise my hand and, and say like, Hey, actually I wanted gin in this. So, uh, she dumped it out. Uh, she said, that sounds even more disgusting. <laughs> she said that to me, <laughs> gin and soda. She said, that sounds even more disgusting. Um, and then she made me a gin and tonic. So, <laughs> uh, but third time, third time I got the drink, right? So by that point, I think they had realized that they had just decided they realized that they would have to tolerate our presence. Yeah, they, we weren't going away. I guess I would describe that as kind of a, a an extremely blue collar bar that in a transitional neighborhood. In a transitional neighborhood, yes. and and so 
but so transition so early in the transition that <laughs> there's not a lot of you know millennial professional class people such as you and me walk in if, if you could say that that's what we are which i guess is what we are yeah i think i think i think that and 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 so even though so it's understandable that that we would be the subjects of derision and scorn by the uh, staff and regulars but i would say we hung in there for a couple drinks and i felt like i was getting some smiles and 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 some some i don't know warm looks uh by the end of it so and not just from the two prostitutes that were sitting under no. <laughs> Because they definitely were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this one of the smiles was from one of the prostitutes, but you know, I'll take I'll take it where I can get it. You know what I'm saying? Or I'll and, take a smile. I'll take a smile where I can get it. I'll take a smile where I can. Get it. Yeah. Any sunshine in your day? Look, um, I, I didn't mind this bar, and I, I think like the real problem was just the the sort of immediate hostility, and like I felt there were kind of like stares on us for a while. It, it took a, a full kind of drink and a half, I think, for people to just go about their business and and not care that we were intruding on their on their place. And look, I get it. We were we were obviously intruding on their their neighborhood spot. But I also kind of liked the vibe of the the bar. They had like it's a good bar. I mean, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, it's like a good bar. I, you know, it, it might not be the coziest crowd in the world, but it like it has the bones of a of a, a very good bar. There were like um like chrome and like glass block bars like that they were operating out of like it was kind of just a, a cool design um since that it was like fairly old uh, it was all bedecked for christmas I, I asked when the christmas party was and was was not <laughs> informed of the date <laughs> but it was written on a chalkboard it was so, written you know. on the wall so it's, uh, uh december, december 17th, 17th. As I recall. yeah <laughs> so we, we got to get this pot out in time for our, our listener to, to go to terry's bigger jigger this saturday this Saturday, we will uh, not be there. But uh, yeah. uh, there was also a sign uh, by the door that said, "Don't feed the hobos." Which I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can say hobos anymore. But <laughs> no, that that's the problem, David. You and I cannot say that. That's not politically correct. But no, I also yeah. feel like if you if you're operating a bar where you actually get a ton of people who are unhoused, uh, like coming in and like I, I've seen this before like you know on, on the Google reviews the person mentioned like people sleeping outside um yeah I mean it's a different it's, relationship right it's 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 not hard to put yourself in the position or in the shoes of the owner you know saying you of got order, you got ordered yeah, Terry you got order a drink if, in, if you're in here because I'm sure people wander in all the time and don't you know yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a rough neighborhood. I think like they have to deal with a fair amount of nonsense. So I can understand a bit of a of a harsh pose. Yeah, I can understand the saltiness. You know, there's there's no um no hard feelings. Do we think it was Terry who served us? It was just one woman working the bar. Yeah, I I I, I tried to figure out who Terry. Why you know in my in my little bit of research, I I, I could not try. I figured out who Tom was. But I could not determine who Terry was. I think probably yes, that was Terry. I want to say yes, that was Terry. Uh, but we did not do the actual uh, shoe leather reporting required to determine whether that was whether that was Terry. That that's not what we're about here. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
But I think so far, all of our all of our excursions have been, I think, guarded positives. So yes. if you've got a, a spot out there that that you think needs a little more shine, needs a little more attention, you know, we're always listening. Sunshine is the best disinfectant, and that's what we do on this program. <laughs> I think that's all. I mean, you got anything else on 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 the jigger? No, I mean, I, I've said my piece. I think I think you should I think you should go um, with a friend and order, you know, a, a sensible drink, not a gin and soda. Apparently, that's disgusting. <laughs> I wonder why that's more disgusting than than I, I don't know. I guess I could see maybe that they're not getting a lot of gin orders there. Gin is more of a that's that's like what they would drink in a place like that 50 years ago. All right. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next time. You will will please stop again. (laughs) Please, please stop listening now. Goodbye. Wish I had not said that, baby. I could only close you out of my David, are you are you still are you still eating cereal <laughs> for every meal? No, Liz, I'm not eating cereal for every meal. I do eat cereal every day for lunch. Okay, first of all, for lunch, I I, I feel like I feel like we need the listeners to understand why David is the way that he is. The well, man, well. <laughs> the man has cereal for lunch every day. What? How did you fall into this habit? Why? Have, why would you do this to yourself willingly? Well, I eat the same. So every day I eat the same things up until dinner. Dinner is different. You've got like the Mark Wahlberg regimented diet. Oh, I don't know what that is. What is that? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, back when Wahlbergers was opening, like he was po- posting on his Instagram stories, Mark Wahlberger, like his daily exercise and and like food routine. Um, and it was just insane. So this is what I imagine when I when you tell me that you eat cereal for lunch every day. It, it well, feels monastic, right? Like this feels. There is something yeah. a little bit monastic about it. Um, so basically, I eat I eat two eggs and an English muffin for breakfast every morning, over easy eggs. Sensible, yeah, fine breakfast. And then uh, for lunch, I eat this cereal called Catalina Crunch, which is a keto cereal, which I Catalina eat. Crunch, like the yeah, the Catalina like a... wine mixer. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it's the same brand. um but it basically is like uh it basically is like cinnamon toast crunch but without all of the sugar in it and when you eat it do you sort of like um throw the arms of a cardigan like jovially across your shoulders no it's not like that at all liz uh i i do me i mix i I drink regular milk i don't eat your cashew shit or whatever that (laughs) whatever you're buying whatever nonsense you're buying we talked about it. Please stop. Episode two. Let's <laughs> know. Uh, and I do mix in uh, a handful of walnuts into the into the cereal. So it's walnuts, the cereal, and milk, and that gets me to about seven o'clock at night. And then, I then, love, then you. It's, then I it's love that you can put yourself back into ketosis like four hours after eating an English muffin. <laughs> what is? I don't even know what that means. What is that? You mean? said it was like a keto cereal, right? Oh, but what is ketosis? 
it's like if people that actually do the keto diet like they they try to put their body in ketosis which like you basically have to not consume um anything with like grains essentially mm. well i don't actually follow the keto diet i just i just I, I really just like this cereal because it doesn't have a bunch of sugar in it i have i was recently sugar pilled and 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 noted have begun to notice how much sugar is in literally everything at the grocery store and uh, so this is one that does not have sugar and tastes pretty good so that is, well that is the principle of ketosis like your body's supposed to burn fat instead of glucose so yeah, in theory, you're, yeah. you're hosing yourself with that muffin is what i'm saying <laughs> well yeah but anyway so the so the reason i put this in the chat is because costco has discontinued catalina crunch and I'm, I, I don't know what to do because you can buy it at target and you can buy it on amazon but it's like twice as much and I'm eating this shit every single day. So the, you know, that's, you know, those, those prices stack up when you're paying, when you're not getting that Costco cut. Now, are we sure that it's discontinued? Because this is the thing about Costco, right? Like Dave Costco is like a ruthless, notoriously ruthless deal maker. And so he will drop a beloved product if he's not getting, you know, he's not meeting his margins. So, so I've been, I've, I've been on the Costco Reddit. I've been asking people. I've been I've been trying to figure out what's going on. Nobody seems to know. They have changed the label. So there is a thought that like maybe they're just trying to, you know, get rid of all the reason that the Catalina Crunch is at Costco is because they're trying to get rid of all the old labels. You know what I mean? I don't actually know how things end up at Costco. It, it, I, I'm not clear on that. Uh, besides Dave's negotiating skills. But <laughs> But but anyway, so I, I just wanted to put this. This has taken a, a very long time, but I I, I wanted to put this out to the to the listeners that if if you know anything about Catalina Crunch at Costco, please let me know. I I will. Big I will part of my this, life. I will let this go. But I think this is the opportunity for you to uh, become a new man, David, <laughs> a man a man who who understands that that food can be pleasurable and that it need not be a joyless biscuit. <laughs> You're talking about just, a fatter man. You're talking about that, a fatter man. <laughs> yes, I think so. I, I think that's the plan. We've got to bulk up for the winter. You, you're. I know you're working. You know, I know you're working out. I know you're hitting yeah. that gym. You yeah. got to bulk. You know, cereal's not going to get you there. And I personally, I, I just, I feel, I feel, I feel grief for you <laughs> because when I wake up every morning, the thing that gets me through the day is thinking about when I am going to eat next and what it will be, and. If it was just, if all I had to look forward to was this, you know, piece of wheat, I, I don't think I could carry on. I don't think I could so, carry but on. Does it not, does it not bother you not knowing what you're going to eat next? You're, I guess you are more, you are more creative. You're a more creative person than me generally, but certainly when it comes to food. And so to me, it always felt like, God, now I got to figure out what to eat for lunch. Now I got to figure out, you know, and so just to have those two things taken care of during my workday, I feel like it just like, it's like, it's like wearing the same shirt, you know, tie every day or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like uniform I, dressing. Yeah. You're, you're optimizing like the Silicon Valley bros. Like that's right. Next, yeah, I'm next taking time new, I come over, you're going to be drinking Soylent's. I'm drinking, I'm taking new tropics. I'm doing all that shit. <laughs> Adaptogens, baby. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, yeah. the thing is, I don't need to. I don't need to shave off these sort of like efficiencies because I'm not. I'm not bringing my whole self to work, David. I am spending my energy um, exclusively on pleasure and hedonism. Well, I mean, let's not. You know, 
there's plenty of pleasure and hedonism going on in my life. It's it's just maybe not lunch. 